outlines a little bit of Joseph's life there. Uh, the Bible starts recording. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But um, <clears throat> he was born, and 17 years later, he was sold into slavery. And approximately, I'm not exactly for sure, but 13 years of slavery in, in, in prison. And then uh, at the age of 30, uh, he elevates to the high office. Famine begins at the age of 37. Uh, first reunion with his brothers after 21 years, 38. And Joseph's revelation and Israel's uh, immigration to, uh, to come to Egypt. 39, age of 39, 44, age, uh, famine ends, 56, at the age of 56, his dad dies, Jacob, and uh, at the age of 110, Joseph dies. And so we're going to cover that, that's the kind of the timeline of Joseph's life, you're welcome to keep that, kind of printed it out so you can have that there. Well, we're going to talk about just a couple things before we get started with the, uh, the outline that we have printed out tonight. Um, the first mention of Joseph. So take your Bibles to Genesis chapter number 30. Genesis chapter number 30, the first mention of Joseph. Now understand, <clears throat> Joseph, and we'll talk about that as well as we go along, but Joseph is uh, the Bible gives us a clear instructions that Joseph is a type, <clears throat> a type of Christ. And uh, he represents, or his life represents, uh, Christ's life. It's pretty interesting to see, and we'll talk about that, that the, um, as we go along here. But the first mention of Joseph in Genesis chapter number 30 and verse number 22, Genesis 30 and verse number 22. So we're going to start here and we're going to work our way to chapter number 37. And that's where we'll start um, officially tonight. But on verse number 22, the Bible says, And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb, and she conceived and bare a son, and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph. And said, the Lord shall add to me another son. Now, for those of you that are not particular, 100% uh, exactly what's taking place here, Jacob uh, is his father. And Jacob had two wives. I'm not sure why, but uh, I do know why. He loved, he loved one more than the other. And uh, Jacob had two wives, and then he had concubine, and he had uh, a handmaiden that he slept with. Now, I'm not for sure. God allowed all this to take place, just like he allows things to take place uh, here. Uh, God's plan is one one wife, one man uh, for a lifetime, if, they, if that's God's plan. And But God allowed Jacob to have more than one wife. And anyways, uh, for many years, Rachel couldn't have any children. God, God allowed, was, she was barren. She couldn't have any children. And Jacob loved Rachel more than he loved Leah, his other wife. And so, see what it would cause? It would cause a bunch of problems having more than one wife. Uh, loving one more than the other. Treating the other one better than the other one. So, I can't imagine... Uh, trying to keep up with more than one woman. Uh, one woman's enough. Can I get an amen? Oh, no, no amen. All right, no, I'm just kidding. I'm on my own, all right. You guys, you guys want, don't want to sleep on the couch tonight. Uh -huh. 
Well, I can say whatever I want to because my wife's not in here. <laughs> but ultimately, this is what took place. And uh, so here he is. Rachel, uh, God allows Rachel to have a child. His name is Joseph. Now, now let's go to chapter 33. Just turn a couple pages over. Chapter number 33. And were they sisters, his wife? Yes, yes, ma'am. Rachel and Leah were sisters. And uh, it was actually a deceitful thing that his father-in-law did. He came and bought a sister, and uh, he, bought, uh, he bought his wife. And uh, she, he went, and they got married, and they went to have their, their, uh, their honeymoon and ran off on the honeymoon, and he realized that he married the wrong sister. And so he said, wait a minute, I got to go back for the other one. And so he didn't, he kept Leah and went back for Rachel and, and long story, but his father-in-law made him work twice as long as he did for the first one. So uh, he had to marry both of them. And uh, he, that's the reason he really wanted to marry Rachel, but his father-in-law duped him and got him to marry Leah as well. So uh, that it is something that took place in, in Jacob's life that, uh, that we see. Joseph, Jacob also had a twin. Does anybody know what Jacob's twin was? Or Jacob's brother? Does anybody know what Jacob's brother was? Esau. That's right. Esau and Jacob, they had it out. If you can go back and look at the history, him and Esau had it out. Esau didn't like him too much. Jacob didn't like Esau too much. Kind of fought a little bit here and there and... And uh, things were stolen from one, one individual to the other individual. And uh, Jacob did some sly things to his brother. Um, and uh, anyway, some, some things were under the water had passed under the bridge. Water had passed under the bridge between the two. They didn't like each other. So let's jump forward. Jacob, uh, in verse number, chapter number 33 and verse number 2. Um, Esau's coming with 400 men or so, and uh, this is what Jacob does. Look in verse number two and verse number, this is the second mention of, of Joseph. And he put the handmaidens and their children for, foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. So watch, watch what takes place here. Joseph, Jacob... There's a battle coming, and so he, first of all, to hide his children or hide, take care of his women and children, he puts his handmaidens first and their children. Then he puts his Leah and her children, and then he hides Rachel all the way in the back to protect Rachel, Joseph. So he, he is showing favoritism towards Rachel and Joseph already protecting them so that they would not get in tr as much trouble. They were not on the front of the line and all that. I mean, just, you, you, are you with, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this take place? He's, he's showing, and he's showing favoritism towards his wife and, and, uh, youngest son. Now, let's jump forward. The third mention of chapter 33 and verse number seven. Now, Esau wasn't coming to get rid of him or fight him, but look in verse number seven. And Leah with her children came near and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Who were they bowing themselves to? They were bowing themselves to meet Esau. They were showing respect. Now, let's jump forward to chapter 35. 
Chapter number 35 is the fourth mention of Joseph. I know it's kind of getting, just kind of laying the groundwork so we understand what's taking place and this is all that's taking place. Verse number 16, um, this is something that takes place in Joseph's life. In verse number 16, the Bible says, And they journeyed from Bethel and was a little bit way, was a little way to come to Eth for a frat. Rachel travailed and she had hard labor. She was in the middle of labor. She was having another child. God allowed her to be her, con- her to conceive and have another child. But watch what takes place in verse number 17. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have thy son also. Verse number 18. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died that she called his name Benoi, but his father called his name Benjamin. Benjamin. So as we see this take place, okay, so we've seen the protection from his dad. We've seen God uh, protect Joseph, do this, do that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, his brother's born and his mama dies. His mama dies while giving birth to Benjamin. So now, let's jump forward to verse number 21, so we understand how many children did Jacob have? A lot. Verse number 21. And Israel, now also as well to know this, Jacob's name in the Bible was changed to Israel. Uh, he He became the nation of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel represent the 12 sons of Jacob. Twelve sons of Israel. Verse number 21, And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Edar. And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in the land that Reuben and, 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 uh, and lay with Billah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard, uh, heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. Listen to what takes place. The twelve sons. Now the, son, the sons of Leah... Here's the sons of Leah. On the back of that paper is this text that we're reading. Uh, The sons of Leah is Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, and Issachar, and Zebulun. So Leah had Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Leah had six children, six sons of Jacob. The sons of Rachel... Joseph and Benjamin. Those were the two sons of Rachel. And the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's handmaid, was Dan and Naphtali. So now we're looking at, he's had, he's had ten sons. He's had, he's had son with Leah, Rachel, Bilhah, and lastly, 20, verse number 26, and the sons of Zilpha, Leah's handmaiden, Gad and Asher, these are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padaram. And Jacob came unto Isaac his father, and unto Mamre, unto the city of Abram, and, and is in Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. Now, Isaac dies, so on and so forth. There's the 12 sons of Jacob. So the 12 sons of Jacob. Now, let's jump forward to the age of 17. Verse chapter 37. That's where we'll start. Any questions? Any questions before we start the lesson? Have a question about 
what took place, all that that took place. It's a lot. Honestly, we covered a lot of ground in just a short period of time, trying to cover, but not to cover too much as well. Anybody have any questions? Was this after or before uh, Elijah and Elisha? This was before. This was before. This was before. Israel was, Israel was still basically being established as a nation. And this established Israel as a nation. Um, that's one of the reasons why God changed his name to Israel was to he, the, the father of Israel, Jacob. Twelve sons, and God promised that he would bless those twelve sons. And those twelve sons would make Israel what it is today. <clears throat> at the end, we'll, we'll go through it, but at the end... They get all of just just Jacob's family moves to Egypt at the end, and just Jacob's family's in Egypt when Moses is born. Okay, so just the descendants of Jacob are in is are in Egypt, and you know how many millions of Jews were in Egypt, but all of those came from those twelve sons of Jacob. Hundreds of years later. All right. Any other questions? All right. Any other? Anybody want to say anything before we get started? Okay. All right. Let's go to number one. Point number one: the purity in Joseph. The purity of Joseph. Look in verse chapter, verse number one, and chapter number thirty-seven. The Bible says in Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his fathers were was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilphah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Now we'll stop there. Let's look at the purity of Joseph. Let's look. What what would cause Joseph to go running home to dad to tell him the evil report of his brothers? Now, think about that for just a moment as we examine what takes place here. Joseph... He was 17, the youngest of the brothers that were out in the field. His younger brother, Benjamin, they they place him possibly about 10 years old at this time period of his life. So let's just say he's not out there in the field watching the sheep. There's Joseph. So Joseph is out there uh, tending to the sheep and his brothers, all, all of the rest of the brothers, they say uh, they're out there doing something evil. I don't know what they were doing. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly what they were doing, but they were doing something evil. So here goes Joseph running back to daddy to tell on them. Huh? Now, in our minds, we think of that, you think of that younger brother that just runs around telling tattletale. Oh, there you go, tattletale little brother, right? I mean, that's what took place. That's what, in their minds, that's what takes place. They hated, they hated Joseph. 
their brothers, and we'll see that in this text. We won't get to that story today uh, because we'll, we'll move through. But uh, the evil report that he reports of this, I want you to take note, if you will, if you have a habit of writing stuff down, I want you to think about this for just a moment. <clears throat> Before these events take place, in, in chapter number 34 and verse number 25, one of his brothers murdered somebody. In chapter number 35 and verse number 22, one of his brothers commits incest. In chapter number 37 and verse number 4, the Bible says that they hated their brother. Chapter number 37 and verse number 11 says that they had envy against their brother. Chapter number 37 and verse number 28, they sold their brother into slavery. They hated him so much that they got rid of him. They sold him into slavery. Chapter number 37 and verse number 28, 31 through 33, they lied to their dad covering up that they sold their brother. So, so is he saying anything that wasn't true? Did he go to his father? Yes, he went to his father to tell his dad that they, were, that they were evil or what they were doing was wrong. It was something important that he was to tell him. In chapter number 38 and verse number 12, the Bible speaks of their immorality. So yes, these sons were evil. He went to tell of their evil report. But I want you to see this. But in verse number, in verse number uh, two, at the very end, he says he brought unto who? Who did he bring the report to? He didn't bring it just to anybody. Who did he bring the report to? Their father. But what report did he come back to tell? The evil report. Look in verse two. He says, whose evil report was he talking about? Whose evil report? In verse number two, he says, unto his father, whose evil report? Who's there? All of his brothers. Not just one, not just two, but all of them. In that, first, in, that, in that verse, it tells us in verse number two, he tells us that the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilphal, and his father's wives' sons were all there. So he runs back to dad to tell him that they, they're doing something stupid down there, dad. They're being evil down there. Hey, you need to stop them. So let me ask you this. Was it right or wrong that Joseph would tell on his brothers? Was it right that he would run to dad and tell on them? You think so? All right. Anybody else? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What do you think? Nah, I'll hide it for them. Well, what do we tell our kids? I mean, they, they don't want to rat somebody out, but if it's, uh, to, uh, if it's a serious thing that's going to affect other people, then... Tell. And that sounded like it was a serious thing is why he told us. Yeah. That. Not just out of maliciousness. Right, right. I agree, 100%. He wasn't coming back to tattle on them, to get them in trouble and make sure dad was going to bring down the wrath. He didn't come back to be, uh, let me get back at him. He was coming back to tell dad because he seriously thought something was wrong and they needed to know what the evil thing that the son was doing. I don't know exactly what the sons were doing. It doesn't tell us, but they were doing enough evil that Joseph thought, man, I need to tell somebody. But you say, uh, the Bible says in a couple different texts, uh, let me read those in James chapter number four 
And verse number 11, the Bible says, Speak not evil of another brother. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law and art not a doer of the law but a judge... You say, the Bible says not to, not to judge, not to speak evil of one another. Isn't that what it says? But listen, he was not going back, again, going back to what we talked about, he was not going back to get them into trouble and, and gossip about them and tell bear about them. He was trying to prevent something from going on. Do you know what? We, we need more people to stand and say, look, if it's wrong, it's wrong. I can't stand there and be a part of it because what happens is, let's just say, for instance, a murder takes place and you see it and you watch it and you take place of what happens. What happens if you don't tell? They will charge you with the crime just as much as they are because that you saw it, even though you didn't see, even though that you didn't partake, even though that you didn't do it, you were still there and you didn't tell nobody. And that's exactly what took place. And that's a, you say, well, the Bible says not to speak evil of anybody. It does say that, but that's not what that's talking about. If there's something that needs to be revealed, reveal it. I remember not, uh, it, was, it was a few years back, we had a friend that, that was doing something that uh, was stupid. And it was, it was wicked and it was sin and it was wrong. And uh, Stacy and I both, we, we approached them and, hey, we can't do that. We can't go there. We shouldn't do that. Uh, just trying to help them, trying to show them you can't do that. You, you say, well, you're not supposed to speak evil of nobody. We, well, there, was, there was steps that you had to take to try to prevent them from doing something to ruin their life. What we tried to do. And that's exactly what he was. He wasn't. Man, I'll let me go talk to daddy about these guys. These guys are wicked, man. That's not what he was doing. And, and you say, what about judging? Well, the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. Isn't that what it says in Matthew chapter 7? That is what it says. But if you see evil, and if you see somebody doing evil, you're just going to stand by and watch? Well, the Bible says not to judge. Is that what that means? That's not what that means. I get to judge. You say, well, you're a judge. I'm not the judge. We need to reveal evil, reveal sin. If someone's doing wrong, it's okay to say it's wrong. As a preacher, we need to reveal wrong. It's okay to reveal wrong as a preacher. If people don't like it, they don't have to like it. Reveal wrong. Look, Isaiah chapter 58 verse 1 says, He says, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Isaiah says, hey, cry aloud, spare not, sound like a trumpet, tell them about their sin. That's what Isaiah says. That's what we're supposed to do. Am I sinless? No. I do wrong. But as a preacher, if the Bible says it, it doesn't matter. I need to say it. Whether it hurts, whether people like it, or whether people don't like it. Don't you think that those brothers, they hated him for other things, too. Like his dream. Yeah. Bowing down. Oh, yeah. They hated him, period. Oh, yeah, they did. Before they even did that. And he did. Look at verse number one. Uh, verse, verse number uh, three, sorry. And Israel loved Joseph more than all, the, all his children. 
That, that's, hey, look, as parents, that's why it's so important not to have a favorite. Well, I love one more than the other because that one's little, this one's better. My, look, uh, look, some, <laughs> don't look at your mom, Derek. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeremy's not here. To <laughs> Jeremy's not here. <laughs> look, ultimately, there are kids that you will raise that you get along with other kids better than other kids because you have the same interest, you have the same thing. But, but just simple, we shouldn't have favorites. But why is it that Jacob showed that favoritism? You even go back when, when Joseph was a little kid and they were getting ready to get attacked. Who did he put in the very back? You don't think that, you think that Simeon and Judah and, and Issachar, they all saw that take place. They all saw that daddy hid Joseph in the very back. Now, and, and here's two different elements that, that take place here. Because you see, you, see, uh, you see these brothers, Reuben and Simeon and Judah. You see them, what they do to their brother. Because uh, I, I believe part of it is the way that their daddy treated him. But I also see what Joseph does. Joseph was treated terrible by his brothers. Ma'am? He was thrown in the pit. He was sold many different things, terrible things to him. What does Joseph do? He acts like they're their best friend, that they're okay. That's two different things happening to two different groups of people and receiving it, one receiving it the right way and one receiving it the wrong way. Is it wrong that Jacob showed favoritism towards one son over the other? It's absolutely wrong. But his parents did the same thing. You go back and study, you'll see that one parent favored the other and one parent favored the other. Mama helped, Mama helped Jacob out so he could steal his brother's birthright, you know? I mean, and all of that to fool daddy. Yeah, I mean, Jacob wasn't the oldest son. Jacob wasn't supposed to get the birthright, but he manipulated his mama because he was mama's favorite to get the birthright. I mean, all of this takes place, but you say, why, is that, why does that have anything to do with Joseph's life? Because Joseph was a, was a benefit of a great, uh, of a favorite thing or something that was favor shown towards him, and he couldn't control the favor that was shown to him. He couldn't control that his daddy loved him more than the others. All he was, and honestly, he wasn't manipulating the situation and making it worse and toting himself around like I'm something big because that's not who Joseph was. And if you, and again, as I said at the beginning of this lesson, Joseph is a type of Christ. You will go through the Scripture, and you won't find in the Scripture where the Bible shows that he sinned. He did sin, okay, but the Scripture doesn't show show a sin that Joseph committed because he is a type of Christ. Joseph did right towards his brothers, towards his dad, towards, his, towards everybody, even though those all the way through his life didn't accept him for what he was. And he didn't manipulate the situation to make it worse. I've seen that take place. Kids know that they're the favorite. And so they weasel it in. And, did you see this? Hey, did you see what mom got me and she didn't get you? I mean, it takes place, right? But anyways. Those brothers, though, Reuben did try to save his life. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. 
kept him from killing him. Kept, kept him from killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And also, you'll see, I mean, uh, Reuben, Sibian, Levi were the three oldest. So the firstborn is supposed to be the heir. But he sinned and messed up. His heir got taken away. The second son messed up. The heir got messed up. The third son messed up and got the heir taken away from him. The inheritance. And then the fourth son, Judah, became lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ came through Judah because the three older sons messed up and they weren't allowed to carry on the name or carry on the inheritance. They were evil. But still Joseph comes out and says, he's again, and I've said it, I said it last week. The same sun that melts the butter is the same sun that hardens the clay. You have two different groups of people. Man, did you see the way they treated him? Did you see the way dad treated him? Why does he get special treatment? And then the other son, he got treated badly by his brothers because of the way his daddy treated him. He couldn't control that. But ultimately, he did right and his brothers still did wrong. Anybody have any thoughts or questions? <laughs> I guess we can move on to verse number three, but we're done. I need to quit. I've been going at it for about 40, 40 minutes, I guess. It is. It is. But his, but his purity, the purity of Joseph was that, hey, I'm not trying to get them in trouble, but dad, whatever they're doing, you've got to stop it. It's evil. It's wrong. Let's see if... Sometimes you simply just need to tell the truth. You say, well, I, I know it might hurt their feelings. Um, my wife had a good friend uh, that had stopped doing right. And, uh, and she approached her because they were really good friends and approached her and said, you know, hey, why, why are you going that direction? What are you doing? You know, why, why are you going there? Why are you doing there? And uh, it blew that friendship up. Uh, and to this day, they don't even hardly talk. You say, why do you say that? Because sometimes when you tell the truth, even though it's hurtful, it's never repaired. But then other times, we, hey, I, I'm going back to the other situation I was talking about. Stacy and I, we, we talked to the person. We confronted the issue. We, we uh, God saved it. And... Uh, and uh, that person come to me and told me, thank you for doing what I did. You know, that two different things. Uh, again, tell the truth. Well, you say, well, I don't know if it'll hurt their feelings. Look, tell the truth. Uh, they might save their life. You might. Life you might. That's right. That's right. Is it hurtful? If, if the doctor come to you and told you he had cancer, would you rather him lie to you and say, nope, you don't have anything? Mm -hmm. What would you want? Even if it's cancer? Truth. Even if it's you've got two months to live? Truth. I'd want the truth. Don't lie to me. As a preacher, look, I can't lie. 
I can't lie about the Word and what it says about salvation, about life, about living. We shouldn't tell them, oh man, it might hurt their feelings. It might. But again, there's, there's more than one way to tell it too. There's a rude way, and you can hurt people's feelings on purpose. You ever done that? Get even. Man, yeah, get even, say things that are hurtful on purpose, you know. Or there's the other way to say it where you can be like, hey, you know, let's talk about this. And try to make it the best way you can. All right, anybody have any thoughts? Or anybody have any questions? I know we only covered just a couple verses, but, but the purity of Joseph. Amen. Yes, sir. You know, preacher, things, you know, whenever you really get into studying the Word and everything, if these things wouldn't have happened, the outcome wouldn't have been the same that, as the outcome came out. That's right. That's right. So this had to happen for the outcome to come out the way. That's right. It had to happen to place Joseph in the pit, to yes. place Joseph in Egypt, to take the children of Israel during the famine, to protect them during the famine time, to get Moses to where he could lead the children of Israel out. I mean, it's, it's all. Yes. Come on. Um, God's plan. And we know all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight, Scripture, that's true. Joseph didn't understand it at first. But he did what God wanted him to do, pure. If you'll read the rest of the text so through the verse, next few verses, you'll find, you'll find what we'll study next week, um, the vision that God gives him. Um, amen. You know, there's no, there's no uh, now I lost the word I was going to use, coincidence as far as God. Right. anything that happens in your life, it's not a coincidence. Amen. God's in control of everything. It's appointed. That's but right. That's the way it's got to be for the end to come out right. Amen. Amen. That's right. All right. Anybody else? All right. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for letting us be here together. I pray that you've blessed our time. I pray that you've blessed the time around the Word of God. I pray.